0: Welcome to another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. Uh, I recently came across an article from blackenterprise.com. And the title is This Millennial Created the First Digital Token on the Blockchain Backed by Affordable Housing. It goes on to talk about entrepreneur and investor uh, Vernon J. And it says the real estate investor and entrepreneur Vernon J is on a mission to democratize real estate investing through the launch of equity coin. It's the first digital token on the blockchain backed by affordable housing. Vernon believes that equity coin is one solution to helping more communities of color build generational wealth through real estate investing. Once I read this article, we connected, we talked. And now you're going to be able to listen and overhear the conversation that Black Equity Podcast had with Vernon J. I'm DJ Motry of Black Equity Network, and welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. to another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. And let me tell you, we got a classic episode uh, for you today. It hasn't happened yet, but I already know it's going to be a classic episode. Um, so in these podcast streets, in this digital world, there's been a lot of talk about crypto, digital assets, what is going on in the blockchain space. And so all these different questions keep popping up, but there's a lot of misinformation. And I think it's time for us to bring someone on the program who can actually talk about uh, what's going on in this space and actually has uh, the credentials to back it up. Uh, so uh, joining us on Black Equity Podcast today is Vernon J. Welcome to Black Equity. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing very well, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I've been following Black Equity Network and the Black Equity Podcast, and you know, by far thought leaders in, in, the, in the space. I'm just I'm just excited to share space with you and just talk to the audience a little bit about what uh, blockchain is and, and cryptocurrencies and digital tokens and you know you've got so many different I, I guess you know terms that are being thrown at us and we're kind of we're kind of allowing the the uh, media to dictate what we know but I think what what we've got to do as you know just curious minds is we've got to dig deep into what what these new technologies actually mean for our industries? And then also, how are we gonna be able to uh, tap into these technologies so that we can make sure that we're not left behind? Because that's that's the biggest fear uh, that I have as, as a black man, you know, in the blockchain space is, is making sure that people that look like me aren't, you know, 10 years from now, just learning about the intricacies of blockchain, because it's not rocket science, but at the same time, it does require some Due diligence and it requires uh, just some some in depth knowledge, um, just like anything else in life.
0: So, for those who don't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about your background and how what you're currently doing relates to this digital space.
1: Well, my name is so my name is Vernon Jay. I've uh, I'm thirty three at this at this point. I've been in the real estate space uh, since I was eighteen, so that's uh, clearing almost sixteen years and. You know, in between the high in between uh, high school and college, I got into it. And instead of working at you know your your McDonald's or your uh, your movie theaters, uh, I, I figured that I was going to lay stake and lay claim to the real estate space. Uh, mainly because when I when I was in high school, I went to a prep school in Massachusetts, and I was on scholarship. You know, these it costs forty thousand dollars a year to go to this high school. And what I what I would ask my peers are like, what do your parents do? Like, how are they able? To spend forty, fifty thousand dollars a year for high school, like what the what are you, like what the hell are you doing, right? So, right. I, what I noticed, I noticed a trend was that a lot of my the 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 uh, parents of my friends were in real estate, uh, and they owned real estate, and it was a part of their. It was a part of who they were as a person. It was a part of their family structure. So, from an early age, you know, from fourteen to fifteen, I knew that. There's something going on with real estate and, and and the more that I learned about it and learning that, you know, 90% of millionaires come from real estate first and then they diversify. So understanding all these things in between high school and college, I got into real estate. And uh, from there, I never looked back um, from, from uh, 2005 until now, I've done over uh, $50 million in transactions in the multifamily space, specifically uh, in New York. I've done deals in Chicago and Los Angeles, Dallas, Texas, uh, California. Um, so my knowledge base is uh, primarily real estate. But then in the last five years, I got heavy into uh, blockchain and cryptocurrencies and learning about this new burgeoning, you know, this this, this market that just came and pummeled its way into the media, the media uh, you know, landscape. And it's so funny, man, because when I started to talk about blockchain and, and Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrencies in, you know, 2016 on Facebook and, and social media, people thought I was nuts, right? They would, <laughs> they, they would laugh me off of, you know, the, out of the room. And I would, I would tell people, look, guys, like, this is serious. What we're, what we're seeing is the birth of the sharing equity economy, the sharing economy where now people can own fractions of companies, they can own fractions of shares. And it's, it's a new day uh, where it's, we can start to democratize uh, value uh, in a way that was never there before. So fast forward to today, now those same people who thought I was crazy are now uh, you know, on board, they're, they're learning, they're, they're doing their due diligence and they're understanding that this is real. Uh, right. so I just give you a, a in the last year I've been working on a personal project of mine where I've been able to tokenize my asset that I have in Brooklyn, New York, uh, which is a four unit property uh, in East New- in the East New York section of Brooklyn and my goal was to be able to take this take this asset that I've worked so hard to build and, and to create and to, and to own and tokenize it and then be able to allow, my community to invest alongside with me, using the blockchain, tapping into the blockchain and allowing them to own uh, digital tokens that represent that real estate on the blockchain. And that that's called equity coin. Uh, and, and that's on the Ethereum blockchain that we've built out. Um, it is an ERC 20 token that again, that equity coin is backed by the real estate that I own. And then we're also expanding to other assets that we have targeted in East New York specifically, and then also in Los Angeles, uh, Oakland, California, North Miami. And you know, I, I, I think this is a, an incredible intersection between affordable housing, because I didn't really talk about that piece, but all of our units are affordable house, are affordable units. And we work with Section 8, we work with uh, City FEPS, which provides housing for recently homeless families. So we we, com- we combine affordable housing with blockchain, with uh, real estate ownership and maintenance and management, and I think you know together we've created a compelling story as to how we can democratize real estate investing going forward. And let me I'll, I'll back up a little bit further and say that you know the crisis that we that we had in two thousand eight, uh, in two thousand seven two thousand eight, which you know, almost collapsed our global economy, um, that moment was pivotal in the, in the development of blockchain and, and cryptocurrency, specifically because somebody named uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, who is mysteriously, nobody really knows who he is. We don't even know who he is right now. But he created a white paper that uh, was labeled Bitcoin. And I'm sure everybody, you know, has heard of Bitcoin at this point. But that that white paper was created because he felt whoever that whoever Satoshi Nakamoto is, he felt, and he shared this he shares this sentiment with a lot of people. So he felt that the centralized governments around the country, around the world, had too much power and were manipulating markets in ways that were making everyday citizens kind of, you know, in trouble. They were, you know, putting putting them at in danger, losing uh, mm-hmm. everything. So what he wanted to do was create this system where it's it's the value is not pegged to want to say belief or just uh, I, I just believe in this currency, so it, it works. No, he actually has a finite amount of tokens that you can own on this blockchain, unlike uh, fiat currencies where our dollar. Is being printed at an astronomical rate at this point. At this very moment, I think we've we've printed 7 trillion and then we've got another 2 trillion coming on the way. So this is something, this is unprecedented. And if you're an economist, and I'm talking about if you're the lowest level economist out there, you can obviously see that this is an issue when you're printing money at such an alarming rate, then you're going to have inflation and that value, the value of that particular dollar currency is gonna go down. And what Satoshi Nakamoto said was, okay, let's create the inverse effect of this where our Bitcoin or whatever cryptocurrency you have, now you have a finite amount of of tokens on that blockchain. And the more people buy, the more valuable the, uh, the cryptocurrency on the blockchain becomes. So, I mean, I know that we, we, we've been kind of bouncing around a little bit, but I just wanted to kind of create a, a full picture as to uh, what blockchain is and uh, how it's integrated into, you know, the frenzy that, that, that's known as cryptocurrency today.
0: I think it's a great backdrop. It leaves me to ask, ask this question. When you first came in contact with blockchain, were you immediately uh, sold on it or did it take some time to have a language barrier of trying to understand what is this new world?
1: Oh man, it, it took a long time. So I, I learned about this in the springtime of 2016 mm-hmm. from the unlikeliest sources. Like somebody somebody said, Vernie, you've got to learn about this. Uh, they, they introduced me to Ripple XRP first. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I, I, put, I poured in, in 2016, I poured in about $11,000 into XRP because my friend said look XRP they're building out this system that's connecting with banks and it's allowing the transfer of cross border transfer of, of, of money where you know currently we're using a system called swift. Then that 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 system can take days to transfer funds from you know United States to the UK, for example, and now you know XRP was championing this champion this new concept of cross border transfers so. Long story short, I poured in uh, a little bit over $10,000 into that. And I i mean, I had at one point a little bit under $200,000 um, from that small little investment that I made. Um, and that that's what gave me the, the money that I needed to buy my first asset. So it, it was interesting how that came to be. But when I first learned about it, it took me at least like two months of research, hardcore research, learning about the players. Um learning about the different companies. And once once I found that, look, this this crypto space is huge. This this could be big. I actually purchased the CryptoReport.com. I purchased the CryptoReport.com and I used that to travel the world learning about blockchain and going to different conferences. And if you ever ever went to any of these uh, blockchain conferences in in Dubai, Hong Kong, Singapore, all around the world, they're about like $5,000 per ticket. So right. my 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 thought process was I create the crypto reportcom I make it, I turn it into a, a media platform uh, where I can interview the players and and, and the the notar- you know, the big players in the game. And I was able to get free, I was able to get into these conferences for free because I came with the crypto report. And it was Don't amazing. give
0: away my media secrets. Don't yeah. give away my media secrets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, so I, I do have a media background as well. Um, my, right. dad, my dad owns a company called JIG Media, and we own, you know, different media platforms in New York City, uh, New York nice. City. Uh, so. So we were uh, with the development of when I went to all these different countries, uh, what I found out was that the United States is so far behind, so hmm. far behind when it came to uh, implementation of blockchain. And it, it, blew, it blew my mind. I'm like, you know what? We're so, this is, this is a moment where I can bring this information back to the United States uh, and, and, and be able to, you know, spread the knowledge. So, but all, one thing that I did find out by going to these different events and, 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 and uh, you know, interviewing people is that the big picture wasn't really crypto. The big picture was blockchain because without blockchain, without blockchain, there is no crypto, right? right. And that's, that's when I kind of shifted a little bit. And I said, you know what, let me sell the blockchain, the, the, the uh, crypto report, which I did back into in late 2019. Um, and it's still in operation today. So if you go to the crypto report.com, you, you'll see those, there's, there's still rock and rolling. And I love that I was able to create that and, you know, add some value to the to the community. Uh, but After that, I switched to the blockchain because I knew that that's the underlying technology in crypto that can actually disrupt and and change the landscape of industries as we see them today. And and just to kind of piggyback off of of that, you know, what I think about the most disruptive technologies in the last 15 years, what I think about are Uber. I think about Uber because they took, you know, your car and turned it into a money-making machine. Uh, they, you know, when they first started, people thought they were nuts. Like, how the hell are ordinary people, regular people gonna be riding in other people's cars? Like, they thought they would laugh you out the room, but not only that, the taxi commissions would say, you're not, that's not happening in my backyard, right? And that that's globally. And we see how that went, right? We see right. Uber, well, you see what Uber. Is. But then let's talk about, uh, Airbnb how they democratized you know your living space and allowed you to use your living space as a way to generate income right and and the the hotel lobbyists and the hotel uh, industry they would laugh you out of the room if they if you told them this 15 years ago and we see how right. that So what we seeing, what we see with uh, blockchain is the birth of this sharing equity economy that's just being exasperated um, this, this I guess globe, this global sentiment around hey we can actually share with one another instead of using this centralized place or this centralized um, industry uh, of, of companies where they can dictate everything they're going to dictate how much you're going to spend per night for, for a hotel right? They're gonna, they're going to tell you exactly how much you're going to spend for a ride to the airport and they're not going to give you any kind of flexibility with that, with that. Right. So right. this is a whole new system. And that's why I see, I see real estate as a big industry that's ready, ripe for disruption because it's so old and antiquated. Uh, and, you know, you've got banks that if you want to buy, if I wanted to buy a property in my neighborhood, East New York, Brooklyn, or South Los Angeles, and it's dilapidated, uh, I, I have to go to a bank in order to get that loan approved. So the bank, you go to the bank and you try to buy a dilapidated property that needs to be fixed, not only for the neighborhood, but because you believe that as a real estate operator, you can fix that property up and add some value to that to that block. But right. they're going to look at you and they're going to say, "Well, because it's dilapidated, you know, we're not going to give you we're not going to give you favorable rates. Not only are we not going to give you favorable rates." But you've got to put fifty percent down on that asset, which means that you you've got to put you know if, if it's in some place like high value like Los Angeles or, or New York, you've got to put about seven hundred fifty thousand to a million dollars down just to be right. able to acquire that asset. So I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, wait, you we actually have the resources as a community to purchase these assets and fix these neighborhoods up. So we really don't need this third party third party, you know, centralized bank, what we need is a, is a platform or a vehicle that can bring us all together and allow us, give us the ability to invest in those assets and be able to change the landscape of that particular block or of that particular neighborhood because it can happen. It, there's no reason why it shouldn't happen. The only reason why it doesn't happen is because we've got, you know, these, these, uh, these companies and these centralized places that have no particular skin in the game in our communities, who are dictating and telling us how we should value our properties. So I think that that kind of gives you a sense of, you know, my journey within the blockchain space, and how I've been able to come to where I am today.
0: And I appreciate that. As I'm listening to your story, I'm wondering, what were all the steps that that were needed in order to get equity coin to where it is now? What did you have to uh, go through in order to, um, you know, have it come to life.
1: So the, the, the biggest, the biggest, uh, hurdle, I think in, in creating equity coin was having the assets, right? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> it was, it was like, the Reality is that anybody can create a digital token, but it, it you know, everybody doesn't own income producing assets that are generating $75,000, you know, hundred thousand dollars. They don't have that. So the first, the first part of building equity coin was, First, acquiring the knowledge that it took to to, to, to buy, you know, multifamily income producing assets, uh, and then being able to manage those assets. And then the second, the second part of the equation is being able to tap into my resources that I have. So my, I just, just so happened that my best friend is actually, uh, he's an alumni of Venmo and PayPal. He worked with Venmo and PayPal and helped them build out their blockchain system. Um, and now he's uh, one of the lead gen- engineers over at Starbucks in Seattle. So he's been—I've been able to tap into his expertise in order to build out the equity coin system on the Ethereum blockchain. And th- and that's that's just a matter of I want to say I want to call it luck, but I think purposefully as a as as a um, as a leader and as an entrepreneur, I've always had people in my circle who I believe could help in the long run, because it's all about uh, that communal help. And not only that, my, my wife is uh, is a property manager. She's been a property manager for 13 years. So she understands sustainability, you know, all of that. And that's, it, all these pieces came together and that's what allowed us to, to make it work.
0: So what is the process uh, as an investor? You hear about uh, Equity Coin, What? how exactly is the process of, Investing uh, in the company or in, in the uh, actual digital coin.
1: So this is a private placement investment. So it's not something I can't speak about this. I can't speak about the specifics um, in a, in a public domain simply because okay. the specific type of capital raise that we're working on right now. Um, in the future, in in the next two years, we will have a a, a capital raise that will include the public, which will be able to you know publicly stream. Free- Speak about uh, the offering, but if anybody is interested in the offering, it is something that you would have to go through the channels of communicating with our team over at Equity Coin uh, and making that work. But I, I'm I'm more than happy to speak about you know the the overall logistics of it and um, you know how it works very simply on on a on a on a layman's term basis. Uh, Equity coin is backed by affordable housing. If you own equity coin, that means you own a piece of property. Uh, you're, you're able to gain um, income from that ownership in that equity coin uh, through dividends that are paid out quarterly. Um, so that, that on the surface, that's kind of what what I can speak about. And it's, it's, it's very similar to owning real estate in, in in a traditional sense, except for the fact that you don't have to deal with management. You don't have to deal with tenants. Um, you are an investor you're part of a community and that's that's really big for me DJ it's, it's not so much about you know co- collecting cash and being able to buy assets and do, to do all these things my goal here is to create a community of thousands of like-minded real investors who are able to not only tap into the network of investors um, for their own investments because I want each person who's invested, into equity coin and who's a member of the equity coin system ecosystem to be able to purchase assets on their own Uh, you know and and if they have questions about okay what what financing should i go for or how do i manage my assets you have all of those people and those entities that you can tap into from the equity coin network of 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 systems Uh, and and that's the that's the ultimate goal here
0: So let me ask this, because you said earlier in this episode that you wanted to make sure that our people weren't left behind and 10 years from now, they're not looking back and uh, missing out on it. What exactly is happening right now that if they don't act, they're going to be missing out on? I know we're saying these words of, of blockchain, we're saying cryptocurrency, we're saying all these different things, but what exactly do you envision 10 years from now Uh, that somebody may miss if they don't start paying attention now?
1: That's that's a great question. And and what I think about is just the ability to tokenize anything, right? Mm. I think about, what I think about is some of our organizations that we have that are Black and Brown who, that have so much value when it comes to community, right? The communal value that an organization can have, they might not even own any particular assets, but if their community is strong enough, then you can actually tokenize or create value from that community. And I think, sorry about the, the, the let me take that off actually. Um, but you can create value from the community that you have, and I, I really want to want to hone in on that point because, um, you know, for so long we we haven't really been able to put. Of value on our community and it, we, we've kind of been in this place of limbo and we're, we we as black and brown folks we're so good at bringing everybody together but then but then where's the action point right where, where are we going towards it and what blockchain is doing is it, it's giving people a vehicle to be able to make their dreams of shared econ of the shared economy come true so for example if you if you had this concept of creating you know, a barber token where now barbers, barbers all across the country can come together and create this value uh, from their community, you, know, you have that ability. And, and that, this concept goes to, into any and every industry that we're in. So my, my job with Equity Coin and with uh, you know, Morning Boss Talk and what I do on a daily basis is to create awareness. Because if I create awareness, now I got somebody thinking about what they love to do, their passion, and they're trying to intertwine it and integrate it into the blockchain system. And saying, "Hey, how can I, how can I tokenize, um, you know, the ownership of my new uh, my new camera bag line, <laughs> right?" Or right. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is, but it's it's a new way to access capital in in and it, and it opens up the doors. To allow people who otherwise would not have been able to get a business off the ground, buy that asset, uh, you know, do things that that they that are that require or normally require a centralized bank or a centralized uh, place in order to get that uh, that goal or that dream, you know, to the finish line.
0: The way I, I've always been viewing blockchain, and I'm no expert. I actually look forward to. Uh, joining your, your talks and listening to the work that you're doing and being part of your community. But what I've always heard and understood is that the reason why blockchain is so valuable is because of the transparency and because it creates trust. Because you can see everything or you can trust that this information is accurate, legit. You don't have to wonder if it's really uh, of any significant value. Am I understanding that part correctly when it comes to blockchain?
1: You you have just explained the 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 core feature of blockchain, right? Okay. And in 1991, two um two scientists came together and they said, you know what? We want to create a society that is completely trustless. And what what does that mean? Like, what is what does a trustless society mean? That means that I don't have to trust this centralized bank to keep my ledgers clean. I don't. Right. Have- trust this accountant to make sure that they do all my work correctly you know the blockchain what it does is it creates an immutable record on the yeah the blockchain and on the ledger so that means that when a transaction is done I can't go in and alter that transaction I can't go in and make any changes because it's there and it's there for the universe to be able to see it's not just there for one person or one group of people. anybody Anybody with a connection to the internet can see, you know, these transactions on the blockchain. So that it keeps it keeps everybody honest. You you cannot you cannot um, uh, fake the blockchain, right? And another another thing that that I think uh, it does is think about Fort Fort Knox, right? If we think about Fort Knox, there is a centralized place where you know, there's a bunch of money or a bunch of gold uh, in one place. So if, if you have bad actors in different countries that wanted to come in and, and extract that value, they know exactly where that value is and they can figure out, you know, different ways to get in. But take that same value that's in Fort Knox and spread it out in millions of different locations, uh, you know, and each location has a, has a crazy system to get into. Now, in order to, you know, steal this money from Fort Knox, or you know that same money that's in Fort Knox on the blockchain. You would have to have an operation where you're you're going to steal from millions of different places, and you're going to be able to ha- you're going to have to hack millions of different accounts. And and that's that's the the premise I think of it, and that's the easiest way to explain it. It's it's taking um, value and it's spreading it out in mil- millions of different locations, so that in order to in order for a transaction to be complete. You need this massive collaboration of different networks of different different computers to work together, work simultaneously in order to to create that transaction on the blockchain, which is verified by each computer. Um, so it it's it's touted as the most impo- you know impossible to to hack, uh, but I, I don't like to say impossible because everything is possible. We're starting to think about quantum computing, and that's a whole another. That's a whole nother conversation, which is kind of like uh, talking about being the threat to blockchain, but I, I don't see that happening anytime in the near future.
0: Um, I know you were talking earlier about uh, the boss talks that you're having and uh, consistently being an ambassador uh, for the blockchain space, digital asset space. What are the kind of conversations you're having with people who are just getting into the space? and they had no idea that this, this even existed. What kind of feedback are you getting from people once you open their eyes and have this conversation with
1: them? Well, there's a few different types of personalities I think I, I connect with, you know, when it comes to blockchain, you, you've got one personality who is coming into the game because they saw that on Bloomberg or on CNBC that Bitcoin went up, you know, a thousand percent and they, they want a chunk of the money and they want to make money quickly and fast and, you know, and, and, and that kind of deal. So you do have that and I think that's that's mostly related to the word crypto which right. which I kind of like I like I said a few years ago I tried to move away from it because it 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 um, describes volatility you know when you think about crypto you think about volatility you think about uh, uns- you're not just not sure it could go up it could go down and I, I think that's that's to the mo- for the most part I agree with that um, you know so I think um you know, you, you've got that side, but then another personality you're going to have is the, is, the, is the person who's digging into the blockchain itself and the blockchain technology, which is is not predicated on this up down, you know, you're trying to make money. It's more predicated on the, on the idea that this is a technology that can be integrated into current industries that we have that can be made to work more efficiently. And just speaking specifically about equity coin, let's let's talk, let's talk about equity coin. Um, usually, when you want to purchase a real a piece of real estate, let's say for example, DJ, I said, you know what? I'm going to give you, I'm going to offer you a thousand dollars worth of my asset that I have in Brooklyn. So we, so in order for us to do that, we've got to do a few things. We've got to hire an attorney who's going to draft up the, the agreement uh, for us to for us to transfer this 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 property. Then we're gonna to need to have a certificate of ownership that you own this certificate, and then you know we'll we'll have to go through this through the recording of all this information, all this, right? So what I'm saying uh, on to that front is let's flip the script and let's let's use the blockchain where we can eliminate the the need for attorneys. You can eliminate the need for you know excessive paperwork because when you on the on the blockchain, especially on Ethereum's blockchain you can use something called smart contracts, which allows you to bake in those contracts that you would normally have in an agreement with an attorney or an agreement with a third party. And you can have that in on the blockchain. So those transactions that are made, the, the, approvals, the, the approvals of the smart contracts can be done in a way that um, just is seamless, right? And, and the, the transfer of that particular token is the transfer of that particular value. So I, I don't have to go through all these jumps and hoops and hurdles uh, to make it work. And it, it's a simple concept. But when we talk about say, um, taking a 30 day process that's normally of a real, you know, normally you're, you're taking 30 days to transfer real estate and you're changing that to 30 seconds on the blockchain, I think you've got something compelling that. Once, you know, once you have mass adoption, you have created value in the real estate industry because you've just saved so much time. Right. Um, that, that's, that's how I see this thing.
0: So where does someone go? Of course, we're going to let everyone know how they can contact you and work with you in just a moment. But where does somebody go if they're hungry to learn the blockchain? I'm not really talking to those who are just trying to get the quick buck and try to, you know, make a whole bunch of money in, in a day or two. But for people who really want to understand blockchain, how it works, and then how they can be a part of this world, where is the best place to go to get those resources uh, that you found?
1: Well, I would say first, you know, make sure that the, the source is reputable. And when I say reputable, they have years of, you know, experience. They, they've, been, they've been looking into this. They're not just a fly-by-night Uh, you know, company that's coming in and and just trying to make a a coin go to the moon, (laughs) right? Right. So this morning, morning, uh, for our morning boss talk, uh, this morning we had the CEO of uh, Blockchain Chamber of Commerce, Sean Chambers, and she kind of broke down, you know, blockchain in in her eyes and then also giving us uh, kind of like a breakdown of how it's it's being laid out uh, globally and, and we're, we're all students of the game. Blockchain is is not new in that it's been around for 30 years, but it's new in the sense uh, of, uh, you know, these new digital tokens and this tokenization of real estate. Tokenization of real estate. Sorry about that. Um, but, uh, yeah.
0: Well, you were saying that you were having uh, your boss talks and you were talking about... Um, kind of, you know, the overall conversation. How often are you having these talks?
1: So we, we do these every Monday. It's 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And each talk is different, right? Last week, uh, well, two weeks ago, we spoke about affordable housing. Uh, this week, we we talked about the future of blockchain. Uh, next week, I'm not sure. We, we, we do, we uh, choose our topics every week. Um, so, um, but i w- I would say if you're if you're really interested in blockchain, go to the blockchain Chamber of Commerce and start to go to different virtual events that they have and start to learn from these from these different leaders that we have nationally uh, who are willing to be vulnerable because there are no stupid questions right I, I know this is this is such a new uh, industry and it's such a new technology that we're no matter how smart you are I don't care if you're a nobel peace Peace Prize winner or you you, you you know, you're up there. It doesn't matter. You're still going to need uh, to sharpen your skills, especially when it comes to blockchain, especially when it comes to this new technology. So my, my specific advice would be go to the sources that have years of experience, um, connect with people like you and, and on this on a platform like this. And anybody can connect with me. I'm, I'm an open book. I'm always there, ready, willing and able to discuss uh, blockchain.
0: So let's talk about that real quick, uh, about partnering with you, collaborating with you, investing in you, investing in you. I know you can't take anything uh, publicly. We just talked about that. But where is the best avenue to learn more about what you're doing and to uh, potentially reach out to you?
1: Well, I'll give everybody my, my personal email. It's, uh, it's vj at gwo.llc. And that's uh, I'll say that again, vj at gwo.llc. And GWO is my family office. It's where we keep most of our, most of our property, all of our stocks, all of our uh, just, uh, you know, everything of value and it's our family office and it's generational wealth organization is the, is what the acronym stands for. Um, And uh, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm here as a resource. And we, like I said, if if you want to be, if you want to come on board as one of our guests on Morning Boss Talk, I would love to have you as one of our featured guests. Um, and and yeah, that's that's how you get at me. And then also Instagram is at uh, vpeso, um, so that's at v p e s o. Um, and then I'm also on Clubhouse at, at vpeso as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely look forward to uh, being a regular on your talks uh, because the, the conversations you're having. Based off of everything that I've seen, that's right, right along the lines of exactly what I want to be talking about and having conversations about because it's the future, but it really is now, and right. we really have an opportunity to to build whatever we want to from here. But we really got to tap in and know who's doing what, and then kind of find out what our roles are, so then we can add value uh, to the marketplace. Before we head out. Uh, what industries can this be used for? You know, somebody may be listening to uh, this episode and they're thinking, well, you know, I don't know anything about finance or I don't know anything about this or I don't know anything about that. I'm in my own particular world. Can blockchain be used for more than just uh, crypto or more than just uh, what beats the eye?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, one, one industry that I'm seeing that's going to that's gonna make crazy waves is art. You know, if you're, yes. if you're an artist... Uh, you know, extracting the value from your art can be quite cumbersome, right? Uh, and also raising capital for your art could be extremely tough, uh, especially because, you know, these centralized banks, they don't see art as value <laughs> and that's a problem, right? They don't, right. See it, they don't see it as value, but your 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 audience and your community, they definitely see your art as value. What we're starting to see is, is the birth of NFT tokens, non-fungible tokens, which, You can take a piece of art and say, okay, this art, we're going to give out X amount of tokens that are, that are based on the value of this art. And now as a, as a, uh, um, as a participant or as somebody that loves your art, I can provide value to you so that you can continue doing your art. And then in that exchange, now I own a piece of that art that I love so much. So if, if that art was ever sold in the future, in 20 years, 30 years, I can, I can End up getting a piece of that value for that art um, and I even think about the music industry like the music industry is such is such that we've we've we still have the word masters masters yeah. in some art in some uh, contracts so the the birth of the blockchain actually gives artists and and musicians the ability to say you know what I want to raise a, hundred, a million dollars to build this new album that I've got going on but you know I've got millions of followers instead of going to Sony Records or Universal Records, I can tap into my community who can pay me, who can pay own a a piece of this new art that I put out. And now, not only have I, you know, not have to, I don't have to deal with the third party agency who has been historically like crushing, crushing me. Like, how do I not do that? But I can actually tap into my my community even further and my and my fan base even further by giving them the ownership in that uh, in that album, and that that's something that's priceless, right? So, I think what we're going to start to see is more of the culture uh, starting to tap into the blockchain and be able to provide that value where it otherwise was not there, and that that's that's the crazy thing for me is like we. we we are opening our eyes and opening our ears even to new ideas and new concepts of of the sharing economy.
0: Well, I'm definitely excited because I've been looking for the right people to talk to about this topic because there's so much out there, right? everybody's talking about crypto blockchain and and it's like, well, where do you start? Because, you know, they just throw information at you. And so you've kind of cleared it up for us now. We know exactly where to go. Uh, We're going to be listening to your talks. And the doors are open. If you ever want to come back, if there's any other initiatives, we would love to continue the conversation uh, because to me, we need to get tapped in now. And so I want to do whatever it takes uh, for us to uh, be on the, the right side of history. Uh, before we head out, any final words uh, that you want to share for audience when it comes to entering into the blockchain space? Um, I
1: would say... I would, I would just say keep your, ears, keep your ears open, you know, learn learn as much as you can, don't make any any uh, rash decisions, uh, don't put your money into anything without doing full research, right, and, and I mean that's with any investment but especially on the blockchain because it's so new and fresh, um, know about the people who, who are you investing in, who are they, do they have a track record, uh, do they have long-term relationships because these are all things that will help you decide on whether or not y- you should invest in that person or in that idea or in that concept. Uh, so I, w- I would say, you know, it's it's the time, time is now. The birth of the sharing equity economy has happened. It's here, there's no stopping it. And it's either we get on or we get left behind. And my thing is, let's get on. Let's get on everybody, it's time is now.
0: Vernon J, thank you so much for stopping by Black equity. Thank you for being, um, a thought leader in this space. Thank you for putting it together, Equity Coin. I look forward to learning more about it and I look forward to talking
1: to you again in the future. Sounds good. Peace, man.